Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. Did you see Barbie or Oppenheimer this week? <laughs> I knew I was going to get that question. Um, <laughs> I did not, but it heard that it did very well. I knew I was going to get that question. Okay. Um, did you see Barbie? I did. You did? <laughs> did you see both movies back to back? I'm more of a Barbie person, so just Barbie. Barbie. Okay. <laughs> All right. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It's the 30th of July, year of our Lord, 2020, frickin' three, and with everything in the world... I had another one, but I, I couldn't get the damn thing to save it. But it was literally about the dog. That's what our media talks about. The dog. All the things going on in the world. Dog. What movie did he watch? And Trump. That's it. That That's all we got. So I'm a day late, uh, not a dollar short. Just was busy yesterday. Couldn't get on the mic. Today, it's a big day. I had a normal breakfast for the first time in forever. Um, changed the medicine routine. It's only going to last a little while, but um, literally had egg white turkey sausage pita sandwich. Might have been that for 18 months. I mean, it's a little queasy, but it, it's down, which is just crazy. So that's that's a really, really, really good deal. And uh, today we're going to do some stuff up front. I want to play a quick uh, batch of sound bites, and then we're going to literally going to Military Corner because I accidentally stumbled onto something yesterday that really warmed my soul. And so I'm going to play that. But um, we have to do some mojo, and we're not propaganda to start the show because if I didn't do that, I would feel like I'm a really, really bad podcaster because this shit literally um, is getting kind of monotonous. So here's too, too political. I'm going straight into Military Corner where you will hear the promotion speech, or not the promotion, but the assumption of command speech in an interview with a man that I hold in such high regard. He was my last commander uh, in the Army at the National Training Center. His name is Christopher J- Norrie. And remember, this September, I have been retired 18 years. And he was a major. Well, now he's a major general. And he's in charge of the 3rd Infantry Division. So enjoy some stupid political crap. And then we're going straight into Military Corner. All right, so I'm going to go right to the Department of Education. And the reason I'm going there is, is is that I don't think people really necessarily think about the ways 
that the education department could be weaponized, as, as you put it in the book. So would you talk a little bit about that? I'll give you two anecdotes that really shocked me. And one was on immigration, is I was told by Trump's own chief of staff at the Department of Education, Josh Venable, that there was a policy that they tried to implement, that the White House tried to implement, to force migrant children out of public schools. In other words, if their parents were here in the United States and they were undocumented, to punish those families by kicking their kids out of public school. Well, how could that possibly happen, you ask? Well, Venable explained to me that all the Department of Education would do was say to public schools that they would no longer receive funding from the Department of Education if they were teaching undocumented immigrants. And a lot of public schools don't have the ability to go without the federal funding that they need. So this would be a way to coerce them to kick these innocent children out of school. In fact, Venable said the White House was so serious about this, he called it, quote, the cockroach that wouldn't die. Uh, and that they resisted the policy. But in his view, in a second term, they would implement that policy. Uh, and another one was on LGBTQ issues. You know, we've seen in mm -hmm. Florida how Ron DeSantis and his administration implemented what's the what's being referred to as the don't say gay law, uh, forbidding teachers from talking about same sex couples, even if a student's parents are same sex couple. Um, Department of Education officials explained to me that that policy would be federalized on a nationwide scale using the same tool, is that school districts would be threatened that they won't get federal funds if they don't implement don't say gay policies. That's something that a second Trump administration could do without consulting Congress at all. And it's a really chilling implementation of the culture wars, in my view. Let's go back to your kind of first life in the, in the in the Trump administration. I mean, people who have followed you, you know, even a little bit may remember that you kind of outed yourself as anonymous. You wrote a piece for the New York Times where you talked about the fact that there were other civil servants who were trying to keep the president and in their view sort of from acting on his worst impulses and in many ways from sort of vibe. so jen during the course of your working life you go out you meet people on the campaign trail you talk to them you look at focus groups so how would one go about today talking about the uh, america's mayor rudy giuliani and this display that we saw this morning uh, which reprised what he did actually these two women how do we convince people, normal people, that Rudy Giuliani is going to skate on something like this with really no penalty paid, and yet the system isn't rigged? We're going to tell people the system isn't rigged for the wealthy and the connected? How, how do we do that? I mean, the way I look at it, Mike, you know, I saw Tim Miller was on the show yesterday and he, re he referred to the fact-based community. I still think the show, the show, that's a good way to describe the show. It's part of the fact-based community in America. Um, I you know, I had to pause it there for a second. The fact-based community. Think about what she just said. And the guy before that was the anonymous guy. The guy that wrote a story and it was proven to be 100% fake because he wasn't a senior staff person. He didn't have access to any of that stuff. He basically made it up. But we're the fact-based community. Yeah. Okay. Now to Major Nori. Major General Nori.
four months as the commander of the 3rd Infantry Division. Lieutenant General Donahue will now pass the colors to Major General Thorey, and with him the command and responsibility of the 3rd Infantry Division as its new commander. By authority of Army Regulation 600-20, paragraph 2-5, the undersigned assumes command of the 3rd Infantry Division, effective 1 June 2023. Signed Christopher R. Norrie, Major General, Armor, Commanding. Major General Norrie will now pass the colors to Command Sergeant Major Flynn. Major General Christopher Norrie, along with Sergeant First Class Jennifer Alonzo. Good morning. How are you guys? Good we are morning. great. Good. Thank, Thank you. you. And thanks so much for having yes, us. Yes, of course, of course. So you've been in Savannah for a little bit now. How are you liking it so far? I absolutely love it. The, the, it is such an honor to be a dog-faced soldier and then to serve with just such an incredible team of people down at Fort Stewart. And Fort Stewart's a big endeavor. It's got a $4.9 billion impact uh, annually, uh, economically here in the Southeast Georgia area. Um, we've got one in seven jobs uh, here in the area related to Fort Stewart and over 60,000 soldiers, family members, retirees, and civilians uh, live and work in our communities and on Fort Stewart as well. And for over 100 years, the 3rd Infantry Division has answered every call from our nation and the team is just incredibly selfless and brave and, uh, and committed. And when you combine that uh, with the strength and the passion in each of these communities, it's such a powerful combination and it's very, very humbling. And so we can't thank you enough for the opportunity to be here yeah, this morning. Yeah, of thank course. Um, I know our viewers are probably wondering as well, you got to Savannah, what was one of the first things that you said, I gotta do, I gotta check this off my list? So, um, well, here in Savannah, the area is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And I think one of the most humbling and privileged things I've been able to do is just to meet all of the wonderful mm. people that are here. And then the division is preparing to deploy. And in okay. the 3rd Infantry Division, uh, we don't have to deploy, we get to deploy. And there's a distinction there. We're excited to deploy to Europe. We've got a number of units right now that are preparing to go uh, to further strengthen the NATO alliance, uh, to further deter aggression in Europe, and then to train with our uh, host nation, our partners and allies there as well. Uh, we also have in our 2nd Brigade, it's the most modern armor brigade combat team in the Army. Oh, wow. uh, the entire team is incredibly well led. Uh, they've trained hard and we're all ready. And the context of that deployment this time, this calling, um, is uh, really important uh, when you consider this deployment against the backdrop of service. Mm -hmm. That service wouldn't be possible without the incredible communities and the support here. And I did ask Sergeant First Class Alonzo uh, to come this morning to talk about service, because uh, yeah. she's just an incredible leader that I admire so much, and I'm proud thank to you, have sir. you here as well this morning. Yes, thank, thank you. you, sir. Uh, 
So as we all know, uh, the Army has gone back to its campaign of be all you can be, right? And we're talking about service. What does that mean? Not just to myself, but to our community. Um, the Army provides you with a number of opportunities and benefits to be just that. I know I've changed my career like three times and what other organization can actually provide you with those opportunities and the training and the certifications and just the benefits, not just medical and educational, but for myself and for my family, because I am a mother of two. Awesome. What um, you said you guys have changed your slogan recently. What does that mean um, for you guys other than giving more opportunities? Mm -hmm. Why do you think people should look at you guys and say, that's what I want to do? It, well, it definitely resonates with the people and the Army is actually the only branch of service that allows you to pick your job. So before you even enlist, you get to look at your careers, see what it is that you would be most successful in, and you get to actually pick your career. Us recruiters are actually life coaches and um, career counselors. We definitely help you get to you know where you want to be and be all of that you can be. Um, we show you a career path and all of its opportunities and like how that would compare in the civilian world if you decide to transition. Yeah, awesome. Fort Stewart, this idea of being a dog-faced soldier, yeah. that's all about being part of something bigger than self. And the Army certainly, over the course of our history and our service, is all about doing big things on behalf of our nation uh, and society. So it's a really proud place to be. And the 3rd Infantry Division in Fort Stewart, uh, they represent wonderful opportunity, promise, and strength. Yeah, awesome. So um, as we lead into these deployments, are there any community gatherings, community service events that you want to let everybody know about? You know, we've got a, a twilight tattoo at the end of the month and then a casing ceremony. And please, for the entire community, everyone is invited to come uh, and share in these moments with us. And then Fort Stewart, of course, as a partner here, uh, last year we participated in over 170 different community events throughout Southeast Georgia. And um, their chief of staff of the Army does a Community Excellence Award. Mm -hmm. And seven times in the last 11 years, uh, Hunter Army Airfield has been uh, named uh, one of the chief of staff of the Army's communities of excellence. And so it's, we have a wonderful community, a team here, uh, but then also sharing all of these experiences together. It's just a wonderful opportunity to celebrate all of those things that we believe are good. Perfect. Could not be a better human being in charge of a division. Not only for his military accolades and his combat experience, but just as a human being. Just one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. I, uh, I even sent a message through the command hotline just to say congratulations because we've broken ties. You know, we talked for a while and he sent me a very nice email. I read it on the show once and uh, it came very timely when I wasn't doing too well mentally. And he said how things I had taught him saved lives and God, it just was, it's what I needed. Maybe he knew that, maybe he didn't. Um, but I am, as silly as it sounds, proud to know him. And I will pray every night that his command is successful. And I know he'll be successful, but safe. And uh, they don't go into harm's way. Um, just a great dude. So some other military stuff up front that's just really kind of exciting for me. Uh, well, not this. This is it's a guy, wow, 58 years. He finally gets his body back in America. Um, that's pretty freaking cool. So Fort Campbell, 
I'm going to tell you right now, this hasn't happened in a really, really long time. They're doing Lethal Eagle, and it's a, I think we called them Eagle Gate, or I don't know what the hell we called them back in the day, but it's been a long time since Brigade Air Assaults have happened on the Air Assault Division. Because you didn't need to do it. You were doing it in combat, you know. They didn't really do big field problems. Well, this is a whole friggin' division. And um, here's a couple vids. Even a local paper covered it because it is just, it's a big freaking deal. The soldiers that we have today and how willing they are still to fight their desire, their drive, their personal courage. They really are, are brave and unafraid. Here's one of our great military communities, a live look from the Clarksville City Cam. This is 101st Airborne Division Parkway at Peachers Mill. You can see cars kicking up some spray. Roads are wet out there as you head out in the Clarksville area, but otherwise no major problems. A big heads up, expect a lot of traffic because of a large military convoy taking off uh, for a, a training exercise. They're calling Operation Lethal Eagle 2. So they're saying between 10 and 200 military vehicle, vehicles are going to be taken to the roads at a time. So expect heavy traffic, mostly Friday and Saturday, but possibly over the next three weeks uh, on post, of course, on Fort Campbell, uh, also Fort Campbell Boulevard along I-24 and then up to Penny Ryle Parkway going through the Hopkinsville area. They know they're going to be going through construction zones where things are already slow, eventually making their way to Greenville and also up to Fort Knox. So this could impact my friends north of Bowling Green as well along Western Kentucky Parkway and I-69. Just keep this in mind if you are maybe traveling up through Kentucky this weekend. Again, heaviest traffic days along this route Friday and Saturday, but the training exercise going for the next three weeks. So you could hear them or see maybe helicopters flying overhead between now and then. The gist of the exercise is they will literally be flying to Knox and taking stuff down, probably Greenville, back on post, and that I live on the backside of post. Um, and I've showed videos before from taking the dogs. Um, Sukchon is huge. It's a gigantic drop zone. It was, you know, basically initially for when they used to be airborne. And now, of course, it's for air assault. And you can put 10 Chinooks on this motherfucker and 20 helicopters for, like, Blackhawks and full cereals. I mean, we're talking full 10 bird lefts. It is just awesome and then up the road is Bastogne which is another sizable it goes east and west and you can get 10 on that motherfucker so I am 100% sure that I will be woken tonight by the thundering of large air assaults and when they're doing the heavy and they're slinging vehicles a Chinook can do two regular Humvees so I'm pretty sure it's probably about the same for these new tactical vehicles they have that aren't up armored. So they'll probably be two side by side. And when they lift, they all lift up and they're airborne and then they're told by PZ Control to go. I used to be the PZ Control guy for a while when I was in the 50 Deuce. Well, the sound that makes of a Chinook under a load of 20,000 pounds, it is glorious. And in the dark, you see those blades just 
cutting through the air and building static electricity, and it's some of the coolest shit ever. Then, when you have 10 Blackhawks lift, same thing. They all lift and go. And it's going to be pretty cool. Back in the day, they used to literally fly over my house, go to a steam plant, which is down on the Cumberland River behind us. We'd do a loop around the steam plant, and then we'd fly all the way up to simulate a large flight to Greenville, which isn't that far away. But they're going to be lifting and going straight to Knox. It's going to be freaking badass. It's going to go on for three weeks. So my theory is it's going to be a brigade at a time going through the paces, fobs, the whole nine yards, hitting the mount sites. It's, it's going to be pretty cool. So I wanted to cover up that front. I was speechless, Nancy Mace, on what's next after X-Intelligence said, we've recovered non-human bodies. Didn't get this one. Whistleblower tells Congress the U.S. is concealing multi-decade program that captures UFO. Retired Navy pilots sent unidentified aircraft far superior to anything the U.S. could develop in the next decade. So this UFO fucking thing, yeah, that's that's the thing now. Bo Bergdahl. You know these judges? I don't give a fuck who reported I don't even know who appointed Probably Maybe it was Trump. I don't give two fucks. This is bullshit. People died to get this piece of shit. Died. He deserted. But this is some more liberal shit. Bill would ban discrimination in military 75 years after racial injection. Policies barring discrimination in the military based on race, gender, and other initial characteristics would be enshrined in law under a bill being reduced by a Democratic lawmaker. It is already there. So let's uh, get that straight. And with the Biden administration and all their crazy shit, with the most important thing is to kill a baby, the most important thing is to chop off your cock and make it of a JJ, and all this fucking horseshit that we're going through right now. Trying not to dip. I'm trying to quit dipping. It ain't, ain't going too well, as you can see. Department of Defense announced an additional 400 million aid package to Ukraine forces that include more weapons and ammunition. Now, let's make sure we understand that we're at 116,000 suicides. But this is the kicker. I didn't even know about the story. One of the 13 Gold Star families who lost their daughter in Afghanistan was forced to pay to ship her body back until a nonprofit stepped in to pay the $60,000 to move Marine Corporal Sergeant Nicole Gee's remain to Arlington National Cemetery. You son of a bitch. Hold on. That's fucking horseshit. The article's fucked. Let me pause and recover. All right, I recovered it. Sorry. The camo net was over the corner and I X'd out. Nicole Gee, 23, was one of the 13 service members who died in suicide blast at Kabul Airport in 2021 with 170 desperate Afghans seeking to leave the country. Republican lawmakers and Army veteran Corey Mill claimed her family were forced to find $60,000 to move her body in the final resting place. Honor our fallen, which helps the families of fallen American services member secure donations 
for a private flight to move him. Uh, let's see, claims. The fox killed the article. A non- okay, her body was first flown to hometown of Roseville, California for a ceremony, but her family was told they would be responsible for taking her body to a final resting place in Arlington. Honor the fallen took over. Let's think about that for a second. So, you got all the money for all this shit to hand out, you know, another 400 million fucking Ukraine. But you can't fly a fallen soldier that you killed, Biden. You killed him. Do you think the military or any of the media, excuse me, even covered that shit? Yeah, I know. Here's Right Check running his cock trap and another soundbite about military wokeness. I wouldn't dismiss it as just something that only people on the right or watching Fox News can latch on to. I mean, we're in a battle for hearts and minds. And there are people who are on the fence. You've got to have leaders and messages and messengers and programs that get to those people, that bring them over into community organizing and into nonprofit organizations and away from the Patriot Front and the Oath Keepers. And, and I think yeah. the parallels with 9-11 are important. We've talked about this before. After 9-11, the, the laws didn't work. Like, they made massive changes to respond to a new threat. And I think we have to face the fact that many of our structures, laws, and policies may not work. After 9-11, we created the Department of Homeland Security. There was the Patriot Act. There was massive change in our entire society to face the number one threat, or at least what was communicated as the number one threat. I think we need the same kind of tectonic shift. It's got to be much more than, than see yeah. something, say something. But maybe our laws need to change to respond to the fact that someone like Mike Flynn, the former national security director, is openly calling for violence consistently. Ah, the second one was corrupt. But that right check guy, once again, you're going to do another Patriot Act because of extremism and you're a lefty. You are in uniform campaigning for John Kerry in violation of UCMJ. You were an officer. Then you formed a liberal group that only fights for liberal causes. But yeah, we got an extremist problem in the, in the military. If anything I've learned over the last uh, year or so, the extremist problem is on the left. I mean, you guys have forgot the code. Sorry, it was stomach pill time. You forgot the code. We're nonpartisan. But of course that's what they covered. They're not going to cover that stuff. They're not going to cover that U.S. military is still fronting Russian pilots. They're still trying to take out drones. Not going to cover that hit by a critical compromise of communication to which they even got stuff. Not going to cover that soldier that's overseas and that we're doing a South Korea first ever California. Going to go to Camp Pendleton. Korean forces are. Before we go off on a tangent on another stupid shit. Well, I'll cover this one. Look at that. 
That's the military right there. We blew nukes over people's heads. Seriously? This is pretty cool. Now, sadly, I'll just flip to the money shot. I'll cover this in a second, but helicopter crash when the Aussies already kind of paused this. But we're doing a huge exercise in Australia. Uh, and I want you to think about that because we, we have to do this stuff because of fucktard. Um, fucktard has fucked the world up pretty good. So here are some videos of Marines doing beach landings, air assaults with Aussies. I just thought it was cool. Sorry. Hope you enjoy listening to it. The cutting edge of artillery and missile warfare in a live fire exercise. Military hardware shown off in Talisman Sabre 23, the target, a hill in Queensland's Shoalwaters Bay military training area. I received my mission and I shoot it. When practice is put to the test for Australian artillery. Being able to see the live rounds and how they fall um, just goes to show how accurate our guys are. A multinational effort, seven countries, including the US, South Korea, Japan, and for the first time, German troops out of their comfort zone. We don't encounter that many dangerous animals, for example, in Germany. Operated by an Australian unit, a lightweight towed howitzer capable of being airlifted by Chinook. With our defence chiefs watching on, local interest centred on this, the US-made HIMARS, a high-mobility precision rocket system with a reach of up to 300 kilometres in minutes, capable of setting up, firing six missiles in quick succession, then relocating. And shoot effectively, rapidly, um, and come right back into the plane and get out of there as quick as we can. Currently being used to deadly effect in the war in Ukraine, Australia has ordered 20 HIMARS, over a half a billion dollars, expected to arrive in 2025. An exercise designed to give the edge on the battleground, including speed and mobility.
Roger, saw a copy.
Looks like an incredible field problem. That's pretty freaking cool. I never got to do anything like that. Um, but that was, that's pretty fucking badass. All right. Uh, Paris Island drill instructor found not guilty in Crucible. We covered that, so I wanted to cover it again. Um, it's uh, scary stuff when you get under those charges. Next, implants in your membrane. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't, I don't think that's cool. Uh, I don't want anything to do with that. 
And that, uh, pretty much it. Uh, some more Navy stuff. Uh, uh, we're going to go into a lighter fare because I found a new song that I just freaking love. So we're going to play that first um, part of it. And I'll name is Brandy Alexander. And this song is The Story. got a cute little article. I hope you liked that. I thought it was pretty damn good. Japanese man spends 16k to become a dog. He's got a realistic dog suit. I'm not showing the picture. I refuse to show the picture. It's like a taxidermy dog suit that he fits in. I know I say all the time you can be a be a fucking be a fucking unicorn, but damn, dude. I ain't got to take that shit serious. Sinead O'Connor's ups- people are upset because Sinead O'Connor is being called Sinead O'Connor instead of Sadika Shawaka Badunka because she became Muslim. And I just thought that was fucking hilarious. And then last but not least, we're going to go into gay shit. Uh, I... The five best skits on Saturday Night Live pre-recorded. These are really funny, so I want to do some funny shit before we go into stupid. So here's some funny shit. See you on the other side of the bump. Looking for better rates? Jesus. You know you won't find them. State Farm's rate match, even if you do find cheaper coverage, we'll just match it. This is my house, and I want him gone. He is not a good neighbor. Get your finger out of my face. Save even more when you bundle home and auto. At Southwest Airlines, we pride ourselves on a smooth flying experience. But over the holiday season, we messed up. Our system collapsed and thousands of flyers were left stranded. And you understandably screamed at us for days on end, even more than you usually do. And sure, we lost $800 million in revenue. 
and are being investigated by the FAA, which is why this year we are dedicated to making things right with a better, more modern Southwest experience. For starters, we are finally upgrading our entire communication system to 2008 Dell computers. That's right, we are saying bye-bye to those 2002 IBM ThinkPad laptops with a little red nipple in the middle. Also, no more missing baggage at baggage claim, guaranteed. From here on out, all luggage will be sorted by color. That makes it your responsibility, not ours. So, if you're going to Dallas, bring a red suitcase. Don't show up with a blue bag. Blue bags go to Charlotte. And make sure to get to the airport early to enjoy our new Southwest Premier Lounge, located inside an active Starbucks. We just get there early and hold down two or three tables for y'all. Southwest is also modernizing our entire air traffic control network. No more pen and paper. Our air traffic specialists will now be using our old IBM ThinkPad laptops with a little red nipple in the middle. Now I get a proper flight schedule, instead of finding out where I'm going 15 minutes before takeoff. And now we're streamlining check-in by not having one at all. We're just trying to fill up the plane and go. You showed your ticket at security, right? You good. We're also upgrading our in-flight staff strictly with people who used to work at Waffle House. So come at them if you want. But these big bitches don't play. Here at Southwest, mistakes are made. And that's on us. Mostly. Some of it's on you. Hey, man, let's keep it real. You bought the ticket. Again, you bought a Southwest ticket. You obviously don't respect yourself, so why should we? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for flying Southwest. Welcome aboard. Southwest Airlines. If it's that important to you, just walk. As a homeowner, you never know what's going to go wrong. I wanted to give them a bath. Luckily, State Farm has you covered no matter what the issue. And with the State Farm app, you can file a claim in seconds so you can get back to your life. Wow, that was easy. Thanks, Jake from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Guess I won't be late for work after all. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing. Is this dryer safe? <laughs> <laughs> Bye, hon. Have a great day. Hey, do you want a cup of coffee? I'd love one. No matter what your insurance needs, State Farm has a policy for you. Hello? <laughs> oh, Jake from State Farm. You're still here. Well, unlike other insurance companies, State Farm's here for you 24-7. Right. Uh, so what's the plan for dinner? Oh, uh, Jake and the kids and I went out for pizza, but there should be stuff in the fridge to make a sandwich. take the kids to church. To church? Yes, to church. And I happen to agree. Now, excuse me. Say you're giving. You're a natural. Give us a Like a good neighbor, just take a some heat. He paid the insurance claim. <laughs> Looking for better rates? Jesus. You know you won't find them. State Farm's rate match, even if you do find cheaper coverage, we'll just match it. 
This is my house, and I want him gone. He is not a good neighbor. Get your finger out of my face. Save even more when you bundle them home. And hold on. Stay tight. Dave Farms here for you 24 7. I just want an apology! Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And here and in my bed with my wife! He took everything. Everything! Step away from the edge. You don't have to do this, buddy. Limu and I can help. Liberty, 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 liberty. Anyone out here watching this new show, House of Dragons? I am the biggest Game of Thrones fan. I love their new show. And, and I got to tell you, I love that they're including black characters. But, but to be honest, the black characters, um, they take me out of it a little bit with the... <laughs> It's that blonde hair and the old-time accents. It's a little jarring. Like, like, where are these people from? You know what I mean? And then uh, they're coming out with season two, I guess, soon. And somehow, Lauren Michaels arranged a sneak peek of, of season two of House of Dragons. It's exclusive, so check it out. Before we go to war with King's Landing, we must know who our true allies are. These represent all of our possible alliances, Your Grace. Thank you, Damon. And I prepared this family tree so we know who the hell everyone is. Yes, because our names are insane and sound identical. I've also prepared a chart of who's having sex with whom. And weirdly enough, it's the same as the family tree. You have a visitor, Your Grace. Lord of the Tides, the sea snake himself, Corliss Valerian. Lord Corliss, this is a most welcome surprise. Where have you come from? The Matrix. Just kidding. You must have been at sea a long time then. Oh, of course. This is where my people are most comfortable. The ocean. Yeah, we especially love being on ships. Never have any concerns with ships or what might happen to us on ships. Have you come alone? Oh, no, no. I brought my granddaughters, uh, Bela and Raina. Greetings, Your Grace. So happy to have traveled 40 days by ship in this ball gown, Your Grace. It's wonderful to see you, since you are betrothed to my nephew slash stepson's Jason Luke. Yes, I look at my future husband, and I think he is definitely going to satisfy me sexually. Mm -hmm. And to what do we owe the honor of your visit, Lord Corliss? Yeah, well, you know, I know that you're in need of allies now that your father has died. Died? Uh, oh, my God, man. What is happening with your face? The doctor says it's nothing. Just a little cough, and my skin melted, and my eye fell out. Well, I found you some new allies from even further away lands that have come to pay their respects to the true queen. Well, well, well. Good to see you, your grace. Cousin David, well, I haven't seen you in a long time. How does it feel to have sex with your niece? Yuck. This whole family looks like the son took a look and said, no, thank you. <laughs> Your Majesty, looks like you got a case of the monkeypox. <laughs> You're gonna die in a minute, ain't you? Yeah. yeah. Well, if it isn't our cousin, light-skinned Larry Targaryen. <laughs> Silky, your hoes are so old, they titties get powdered milk. You look like E.T. when they dressed them up for Halloween. Hey, 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 hey. 
Oh, that was hateful, man. Your Derrick curl's getting a little dry. That's that dragon spray. <laughs> More visitors approach. Pardon me, Your Grace, but I think your penis just fell off. I don't want it anymore. Can I keep? Might be able to get some money for that. Who is this foul man? I came here for some dragon rocks. I'm down to my last one. What's going on here? You mind if I um get a light? Dracarys. Be gone, all of you. Oh no, there's more. I'm one of the baddest mother West Coast has ever seen. One of the best singers, one of the best dancers too. I'm Aegon Targaryen, bitch. Ride up dragons. I heard you like to ride lizards. Wanna ride mine, your freaking majesty? Take me to Flea Bottom so I can check on my hoes. What up, Todd? I got a dragon now. Yo, dragon! Yo, dragon! Good God, it's the police. What are they doing all the way up here? No matter how high I fly, they always find you, don't they? Winter has arrived, y'all. Temperatures dropping. And you know what that means. It's cuffing season. That time of year when we find a man to keep us warm through these cold months. But not just any man will do. That's right. We out here looking for some big boys. Sometimes it's like this. <laughs> 
I've been manning up the whole year, taking care of kids and wife. I mow the lawn, take out the trash. You don't think that I be tired? All I do is work and stress, and I could use a big boy so I could just relax. He need to have them love handles in the front and in the back, and yes, I want them three layers like McDonald's Big Mac. But if we talking girls, yo, I like my women big, and it don't matter what the season, like I'm thick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for the season. These bears don't hibernate in the winter. You know where to find us. We'll be shoveling snow and shorts. HBO's The Last of Us is a hit, proving a video game can become a prestige dystopian drama. This spring, HBO is doing it again with another iconic game. It's been 10 years since our kingdom fell. The only thing we have left Hope. I have important cargo I need smuggled to Rainbow Road. People say you used to drive? People say a lot of things. You got a name? It's a me. Mario. So what's the cargo? Not what. Who? She's a princess. At least she was until he took over. We'll never make it on foot. You won't have to. Let's a go. From the producers of The Last of Us and the master storytellers behind Mario Kart's one through eight. What's it like out here? Karting out here isn't a game. If we're gonna make it, we need all the help we can get. It's a Luigi time. Everything on this road wants us dead. What is that thing? Goomba. Sentient fungus with shoes for legs. All your favorite wacky racers reimagined as complex, dramatic HBO characters. I'm Yoshi. I'm bisexual. Name's Dot. Also, I'm bisexual. HBO picked the wrong game to do this with. Raves Variety. Yeah, this ain't it. And it's the New York Times. You eat that poison? It makes me feel big, okay? I need to feel big. Cause Bowser's out there. And he's the main bad guy. <laughs> Trust me. Hold on! I'll get you to Rainbow Road. The shit on my seat! You can dodge it! No. It's red. What if we crash? A little guy in a cloud comes and uses a fishing pole to put you back on the road. Oh. Okay.
Ey, 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 bow, 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 Lil pump in the cut. Ey, gang shit, 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 gang shit. Or friendships, or marriage or being a parent, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, 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 that to me is the real reason we're here. I want to ask you one more question. I saw an Instagram of you going in to the Disney store and you had the pride hat on mm -hmm. and you thanked Disney. That was especially personal for you. You said something about learning from Ruby. Yeah. And you talked about how you're learning every day. Every day. Every day. And the bottom line is it's about compassion. It's that line from a river runs through it. We can completely love those we don't completely understand. And I don't you wish that the political climate right now, especially on this issue, was so different than it is. How hurtful is it for you as a mom to well, see the hostility? They've demonized trans people. Because I am a woman. Uh, no. I'm Sharon Rose with MRC TV and Culture. You're watching Woke of the Week, where I expose the most woke, progressive, insane, and crazy content from the weak leftist mob. This week, we're going to talk about some genuinely nutso clips and examples of how wild the left has gotten. My favorite word as the youngest child of a bunch of older siblings was no. Let's be honest, the youngest girl with a face like that? Spoiled became my middle name and no was used just way too often as a toddler. While I've grown out of saying no to everything I don't want to do, well, mostly, this episode caused me to say no in all caps. My first no goes out to this dude and whoever is in charge of him. Great, so our taxes are going to this chick to get her roast beef turned into a sausage and her mommy milkers cut off? Seems like a great use of our money. No, not the day. And as an aside, people who are dumb enough to believe that transgenderism is a thing are not right in the head enough to be fighting for our country. Our great nation was founded on truth and dignity, two things transgenderism goes directly against. Anyways, next up is this clip where, honestly, there's too much to even describe what's going on. one even get a bodysuit like that? Also, someone get this dude a shirt and some references for therapists. Who needs therapy? Speaking of people who need therapy... Today I was at a coffee shop with a friend and I saw a stranger that I thought was really cute and I decided to go up and ask them out. Stranger was sitting with a friend, I went up to them and I was like, hey, so sorry to bother you, I think you're really cute. I was wondering if I could get your number. They look at me and they go, oh my gosh, I am so flattered, that means so much, thank you. Um, but I'm, I'm actually straight. And I said, no worries, and I walked away and um, I, I didn't tell them that I am a woman. A trans woman, but I didn't say that. But didn't... All right, a couple up front to get this knocked out. That was Jamie Lee Curtis once again lying and saying is we've demonized. Demonized. No, nobody's being demonized. We're just saying we're not going to let you take over our kids and turn them into 
fucking little activists. This should have been up front. Well, you know, I'm going to say this. Let's say this till we get to the end. European heat wave. I'm kind of doing all the woke under the gay. And, and we're every time it gets hot, it's like, it, without climate change, it wouldn't be so hot. Really? Another one of these articles. This is trauma related to being outdoors. The founder of an organization working to provide safe spaces for black people to enjoy outdoor activities. There's a lot of healing that we as black community must do. Take Taking this wilderness class seemed like a natural extension of my love for the outdoors, but my own isolation in the course made me wonder whether the old axiom was true to an extent. Was communing deeply with nature truly a white thing? I found that that couldn't be further from the truth. Not only does black culture boast a rich history with the nature, black people across the country are claiming the outdoors. Groups like Vibe Tribe, Outdoorsy Black Women, and National Brotherhood of Skiers are just a few of many organizations working to provide safe spaces for black people. What are the mosquitoes going after you? Uh, I I don't understand. AP, once again, if you fight the system, you're an extremist. This is about Moms of Liberty again. We just can't let this go. These conservative mother and grandmothers are in recent years have organized for parental rights, including banning discussion of gender identity in school, have classified as extremism by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Many fought pandemic-related. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's just you don't want to have other opinions. Here is a detransitioner. I have cut it down, but there were hearings this week with the people that had to deal with dude dicks in their college sports. But this one is about 10 minutes. I got it under four. Nobody wants to play this on TV. I am Eloise. I am six. My name is Chloe Cole, and I am a detransitioner. Another way to put that would be, I used to believe that I was born in the wrong body. And the adults in my life, whom I trusted, affirmed my belief, and this caused me lifelong irreversible harm. I speak to you today as a victim of one of the biggest medical scandals in the history of the United States of America. I speak to you in the hope that you will have the courage to bring the scandal to an end and ensure that other vulnerable teenagers, children, and young adults don't go through what I went through. At the age of 12, I began to experience what my medical team would later diagnose as gender dysphoria. I was well into an early puberty, and I was very uncomfortable with the changes that were happening to my body. I was, intimida- I was intimidated by male attention, and when I told my parents that I felt like a boy, in retrospect, all I meant was that I hated puberty, that I wanted this newfound sexual attention to go away, that I looked up to my brothers a little bit more than I did to my sisters. I came out as transgender in a letter I sent on the dining room table. My parents were immediately concerned. They felt like they needed to get outside help from medical professionals, but this proved to be a mistake. It immediately set our entire family down a path of ideologically motivated deceit and coercion. The gender specialist I was taken to to see told my parents that I needed to be put on puberty-blocking drugs right away. They asked my parents a simple question. Would you rather have a dead daughter or a living transgender son? The choice was enough for my parents to let their guard down, and in retrospect, I can't blame them. This was the moment that we all became victims of so-called gender-affirming care. I was fast-tracked onto puberty blockers and then testosterone. The resulting menopausal-like hot flashes made focusing on school impossible. I still get joint pains and weird pops in my back, 
but they were far worse when I was on the blockers. A month later, when I was 13, I had my first testosterone injection. It's caused permanent changes to my body. My voice will forever be deeper, my jawline sharper, my nose longer, my bone structure um, permanently masculinized, my Adam's apple more prominent, my fertility unknown. I look in the mirror sometimes and I feel like a monster. I had a double mastectomy at 15. They tested my amputated breast for cancer. And I was cancer free, of course. I was perfectly healthy. There was nothing wrong with my still developing body or my breasts, other than that, as an insecure teenage girl, I felt awkward about it. After my breasts were taken away from me, the tissue was incinerated. Before I was able to legally drive, I had, part, I had a huge part of my future womanhood taken from me. I will never be able to breastfeed. I struggle to look at myself in the mirror at times. I, I, I still struggle to this day with sexual dysfunction. And I have massive scars across my chest and the skin grafts that they use, that they took of my nipples, are weeping fluid today. And they were grafted into a more masculine positioning, they said. After surgery, my grades in school plummeted. Everything that I went through did nothing to address my underlying mental health issues that I had. And my doctors, with their theories on gender, thought that all my problems would go away as soon as I was surgically transformed into something that vaguely resembled a boy. Their theories were wrong. The drugs and surgeries changed my body, but they did not and could not change the basic reality that I am and forever will be a female. When my specialist first told my parents that they could have a dead daughter or a live transgender son, I wasn't suicidal. I was a happy child who struggled because she was different. However, at 16, after my surgery, I did become suicidal. I'm doing better now. But my parents almost got the dead daughter promised to them by my doctors. My doctors had almost created the very nightmare they said they were trying to avoid. So what message do I want to bring to American teenagers and their families? I didn't need to be lied to. I needed compassion. I needed to be loved. I needed to be given therapy to help me work through my issues, not affirm to my delusion that by transforming into a boy, it would solve all my problems. We need to stop telling 12-year-olds that they were born wrong that they are right to reject their own bodies and feel uncomfortable with their own skin. We need to stop telling children that puberty is an option, that they can choose what kind of puberty they will go through, just so they can choose what clothes to wear or what music to listen to. Puberty is a rite of passage to adulthood, not a disease to be mitigated. Today, I should be at home with my family celebrating my 19th birthday, and instead I'm making a desperate plea to my elected, rep my elected representatives learn the lessons from other medical scandals like the opioid crisis, to recognize that doctors are human too, and sometimes they are wrong. My childhood was ruined along with thousands of detransitioners that I know through our networks. This needs to stop. You alone can stop it. Enough children have already been victimized by this barbaric pseudoscience. Please let me be your final warning. Thank you. And then we get this wizardry. All right, once again, Pick a fucking lane. Either there is no gender or there is gender because this is the cast of the new Snow White. I am Eloise. I am six. You said you were bringing a modern edge to it on stage. What do you mean by that? 
I just mean that it's no longer 1937, and we absolutely wrote a Snow White that she's is not going to be yeah, saved by the prince. She's not going to be saved by the prince, and she's not going to be dreaming about true love. She's dreaming about becoming the leader she knows she can be, and the leader that her late father told her that she could be if she was fearless, fair, brave, and true. And so it's just a really incredible story for I think young people everywhere to see themselves in. Snow White is running for president. <laughs> I'm launching my campaign. I am. Yeah, girl power and shit, because we were too gendered back in the day. Yeah, okay. Well, you got Barbie here. Malibu Dreamhouse would need to be redesigned to survive as California gets warmer. Yeah, we just couldn't go with the woke Barbie. We're, we're wrapping it into our gender stunnage studies bullshit. And I, um, I just don't understand. Why can't you guys just give it a fucking break? Just give it a break for a while. Fuck. It's always non-stop stupidity followed by hypocrisy. Eric Swalwell silent on his endorsement of a former trans lawmaker facing charges for soliciting porn. Congressman planned to comment on the endorsement of his first transgender-identifying woman. We went to Raya Rychek of Lips of TikTok D.C. an attempt to confront Swalwell about his endorsement of former trans-identifying lawmaker and now facing charges. Lindsey Grove, 38, a former in, intimate partner of the state rep, was arrested on one count of sexploitation. Oh. But I, I thought they weren't perverts. I thought they weren't perverts. Hmm. And then CNN. I never thought I would have to flee a state. This family of four living in the suburban Florida shares why they're packing up and leaving. I am Eloise. I am six. We just thought it would be a nice, warm place to live where we could get to beaches. I just never thought that I would have to flee a state for the good of my children. The SB 254... Uh, this will permanent outlaw the mutilation of minors. I remember Tori coming to me one time and in tears, which she doesn't normally do. And I asked her what was wrong and she said DeSantis. And like the fact that a governor would be making my kid cry, that's a messed up government. We're absolutely moving because of the political climate and the laws in Florida. We didn't want to move. When the Florida Board of Medicine started meeting and we realized that they were going to ban gender-affirming care for our kids, that we might need to leave because that is life-saving, essential medicine and treatment for our daughter. I was very relieved when we decided to leave. I had never really heard that much about trans people and until I was like 11 or 12 I didn't even know trans people existed so I was just used to being uncomfortable. I started hormone blockers pretty soon after that. Yeah I mean there was times before she started getting hormones and stuff that she was suicidal but after she transitioned she was much more outgoing much more like comfortable with herself. 
we are seeing many families that are leaving. I really think if you were to ask a member of a trans family, they would tell you they go to bed at night dreaming of how to get out of the state. So that, yeah, that's the dining room right here. And then this is the living room. My hope for the McKee family is they are able to find a community that embraces them. We're lucky that we're able to get out. We're able to afford to leave. A lot of people can't or it's going to be very difficult. I uh, feel really bad for the people that have to stay here. It's been difficult to access my hormones. I'm not honestly sure how I would continue to access care. Even if I wasn't trans, I wouldn't be comfortable here. It's just not a safe environment for queer people in general. I do fear for my daughter's safety and just the fact that somebody might want to hurt her just for her being her, for her existence is scary. I worry about her every time she goes out. Almost the wide open view. Yeah, sunsets are great from here. No. I'm looking forward to just being in a place where I don't feel under attack, where I don't feel oppressed. It's just so sad that our country and our society are in this place of denigrating people like that and making them feel like they have no place. It's just hard to start over all over again. What has actually changed in Florida? Anybody? Because all it is is you can't ram it down motherfuckers' throats. That's all it is because it's a fucking cult. PolitiFact defends chest feeding for transgender and non-binary dads. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's great. So, that's our shortened little trans woke craziness. We're now going to go into this is America. We are going to play um the latest hunter shit. And you're going to see two different media defend it. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Hunter Biden has reportedly made more than a million dollars off of his artwork, and one of the buyers, shockingly, is reportedly a prominent Democrat donor oh. who President Biden appointed to a prestigious commission. Knock me over with a feather. I can't believe it. The shady Hunter Biden narratives know no ends. And, well, the artwork definitely is an interesting twist to all of this as we talk about these three different House committees that are <laughs> investigating him and the tax charges. So this is Elizabeth Hirsch Nefali. And what's interesting is that and, and Business Insider found out about the sales. And she spent, uh, two, well, let's, let's, let's go through her donations. First off, so $1.3 Okay, $1.3 million is how much revenue Hunter Biden has made from his artwork. It's a lot of money. Yeah, for somebody that's not. Anyway, okay. Uh, yeah, Business Insider. So Elizabeth Hirschnefelli. So she's a major Democratic donor. She gave two hundred thousand to the Biden Victory Fund in twenty twenty, thirty thousand to the DNC in two thousand and twenty three, and also uh, in April of this year did two thirty three hundred dollar donations. She maxed those out as well. Now in July of two thousand and twenty two, and they don't know if this was before or after she bought the artwork from Biden. Uh, she was appointed to the Commission for the Preservation 
preservation of America abroad. Uh, there's also another buyer we don't have the identity for that spent 875000 on artwork uh, for Hunter Biden. Uh, you know, look, this connection is just kind of another oh, in a yeah. string of very questionable connections to people that so. want something from either Hunter Biden or his father, President Joe Biden. Yeah, and Kate, obviously you just left working in President Biden's orbit. He was asked by Fox News's Jackie Heinrich today about this. He clearly heard the question, but kept moving along and did not comment on it. I mean, what does the White House do now in response to this? Because McCarthy is making clear that this is the clearest he's been that they're pursuing something like this. Well, the White House will stay the course, which is to say, allow Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans, Donald Trump, to continue to demonstrate that this is what they're going to focus on, while the president is going to continue to focus on jobs, on wages, on helping the middle class. I think for the White House, you know, this is something that has been uh, an attempted attack that the Republicans have made on Joe Biden for five, six years now. It has been debunked by none other than Bill Barr, by Donald Trump's Justice Department. And it's also, don't forget, from a communications perspective, in addition to the fact that the, the underlying facts have routinely been debunked and there's been no evidence uh, of these allegations that has surfaced, from a communications perspective, this is also a really challenging argument. You sort of have to have a PhD in Ukrainian energy uh, payments and you know how the FBI moves uh, you know documents. I mean, for the average person to follow this, there's a really easy response for Democrats, which is this has been debunked by Donald Trump's Justice Department. Well, and I think it's important to note. I mean, we have invited the chairman of these committees, people who are leading these investigations, and press them on that matter, on the lines of this at their person. What I'm curious about is what you'll be watching over the next couple of days. I mean, Hunter Biden is a favorite target of Republicans in the House, um, Republicans from the Trump wing of the party, and others. What what accusations and arguments do you think they're going to make, given this didn't go exactly as planned today? Well, they're going to keep doing what they've been doing. Um, they are going to try to indict a father for loving his son who has been addicted to drugs and or alcohol. And without evidence of the father doing anything other than loving that son. And that, I think, doesn't fly with most of the American people. It may fly within that small calcified circle of the Trumpers um, who want to make, want to believe that somehow Joe Biden was involved in nefarious dealings, but there's no evidence. And believe me, if there was evidence, Durham, who was left in place, as you pointed out, by President Biden would have found it. And certainly Weiss, who was left in place by President Biden, would have found it. Um, and I do not believe for a minute that either one of those federal prosecutors that had the resources of DOJ at their disposal would have found evidence if it was there that would have shown any problem of Joe Biden. So this is a dog that won't hunt. And they have selective <laughs> amnesia, by the way. They, they have selective amnesia. I mean, I can make a very strong argument politically that the only reason Donald Trump is president is because of DOJ and them inappropriately issuing a letter uh, 10 days before the election about Hillary Clinton's emails. You, you wouldn't I don't be think the... he ever would have been elected without... So now it's a good time for the Mehdi Hassan stupidity. This guy is for real. Uh, Rupar. Hunter Biden has already been mentioned at least 104 times this morning on Fox News. Imagine, Mehdi Hassan, if liberals or the Dems had a nationwide message apparatus, an actual propaganda arm, which pumped out Jared Kushner's name and alleged misdeeds daily hundreds of times, then you start to understand the message imbalance in this country and how the GOP gets away with so much. 
What? What the f- what? You're you're serious, right? You're actually serious. My fucking lord, get a goddamn grip, people. Replies. Hell, the media is a militant wing of the DNC. Another, if Jarrah was taking bribes for enemies and hiding through shell companies, there would be. Somebody just shows. Leftist news networks obsessed with Trump indictment. 527 minutes, zero about Biden's barisma, zero about his documents, zero about anything. We don't even cover it. It's like it never happened. It's like fucking surf pro. Another person, you already do. They do. It's called the media, even though it should brand it as satire. You're part of the message apparatus. Imagine being blinded by partisanship to the degree that you're no longer concerned with corrupt politicians or the family members who facilitate their corruptions. Now imagine you call yourself a journalist. I mean, here is just a simple thing. I want you to watch this video. If you're listening, sorry. This is a watch only. Watch Biden. <laughs> Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. I it's great it. to have you. It's thank great you. to have thank you. you. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. Um, we'll have reaction and analysis to everything we just heard from the president. We'll be back. Now, if you're a normal American, you saw this. Giggling like a schoolgirl, Wallace tells Biden that he has a command of the set and says the show is his platform to use. Don't get a lot of presidents through this studio. I hope you'll look at this as a place you can come and talk about anything. Bathroom run, Biden gets out of his seat before the commercial starts and awkwardly, awkwardly walks off post or off scene. They didn't even go to the commercial yet. He just walks. Sorry, I got it. My butt's falling asleep. Politifact. On June 30th, tweet made a familiar uh, Twitter and TikTok users making fun of Biden with the clip. On June 30th, tweet made a similar claim with a screenshot of Biden walking off the set. TikTok videos also shared the brief clip of Biden exit and questioned why the president left during live interview. Biden didn't leave mid-interview, as a social media post suggested, Swan added. She spent over 10 paragraphs describing how Wallace and Biden were saying thank you and made it absolutely clear that the interview was over for Biden awkwardly walked off set. Anyone who had watched any amount of the cable news has a reasonable understanding of how these kind of interviews go down. They go from a wide shot of the interviewer and guests saying their final pleasantry for zooming in for a host and either going to commercial break and shifting to the other side of the table as the guest leaves on the side of the set. Wallace did go to commercial break, which would have allowed Biden to get up and leave the set. What he did was walk out of ordinary and he was arguably still during the hit because they had not cut away. That's not to mention the part where he walked behind Wallace and across the set. That was the part of Politifact was trying to distract from. Swan even linked to the above video tweet from this author and attempted to fact check. A longer clip of Biden Nexus shared on Twitter shows Wallace announcing a commercial break. Don't go anywhere, blah, 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 blah. Luckily, she did fact check the tweet's good humor and speculation that Biden needed to use the bathroom. Now, for the record, that would never be fact checked for conservative president. It would never be fact-checked. Not one iota would they fact-check that shit. But it's a damn. They 
will not let any criticism go because they know how perilous is it perilous it is because all of the big lies like this one no media is covering this because you know why would they fucking cover it breaking for two and a half years capitol police officer quilo cornell has lied about injuries he stayed on january 6th he has testified uh, testified under oath in federal court proceeding that he suffered near-death injuries the new j6 video contradicts connell's claim that the prosecutor inflicted head shoulder hand and foot injury on so egregious that he required surgery and medical leave not to mention mental health trauma in a victim impact statement made in court in may Gunnell told the judge that he was bleeding from both hands and maimed foot hit on the head sprayed with pepper and bear spray beaten punched and Punt, pushed, pulled, and assaulted by many other writers they tried to gain entrance. Here is for Silver Minister the body of Roseanne Boylan at around 4.50 on January 6th. After the protest and violence ended, his hand shows no sign of injury, nor does his shoulder as he's taking off his gear. He seems just fine. He is seen kicking items out of the area, and his head, which has been protected by a riot helmet, shows no sign of injury. Not only did Grinnell lie to Congress, a federal judge, a victim impact statement, he also repeatedly lied during media interviews and on social media about his experience. Here is the video. Now, I know it's a, it's a um, silent thing, and I apologize because, you know, it doesn't come with sound, but it's a seven-minute video. It's all a fucking lie. It's all been a lie. Everything about it's been a fucking lie. We have lied nonstop to facilitate Biden's administration's authenticity knowing that J6 was a lie, Knowing that, there's no way in hell that guy got that many votes. Nobody believes it. Even Democrats don't believe it. it. It's just, 
Oh, I gotta turn this damn light off. It's driving me crazy. Um. It's one non-stop lie. I mean, he is on video saying things Trump got impeached for. That's all I ever have to say, and it's a checkmate because we impeached a guy over it. We impeached him. It's just fucking bullshit. But we won't cover anything. We attack memes. We ask him about his dog and what movie he's going to see. We make families pay to move their dead. I mean, seriously. They are so focused on this woke stuff that there are times that it makes you just go, really, this is all you think about? We're not going to think about what's best for the country. We're not going to think about what's best for the military. We're not going to think about anything. We're just going to think about woke. And there's two things in that. Number one, it's because they're not serious people. They never are. They don't even believe the things they say. But the second thing is, is that's what their voters want. The people that vote for Biden don't give a fuck if we have a secure country. The people that vote for Biden don't give a fuck about anything, really, other than their woke agenda and getting free. Just give me the free and you're good to go. That's all they care about. They don't care that they're fucking their grandkids. They don't care our debt's insane. They don't care that our economy is a fucking mess right now. Gas is high as shit. Electricity's high. They'll sit there all day and say, we all need to live in caves and stop using AC and drive electric cars that can't drive in the heat. Because they won't do it. They're, they're not that serious about it. They just want to lose, use, or own the cons. I mean, all the things I cover on this show can be surmised with the reality that the internet has taken over the world and people live digitally. Then we locked them in their house and they became totally digital people and self-centered. It was survival mode. Nobody's come out of that. But they spend all their time trolling. They don't think about it. They just know they're on a team because the media, the Democrats, social media has put everybody in a box and said, that's where you are. And the people in that other box, they're garbage people. You got to hate those people. Both sides say those people are going to kill you. And here we are. Never looking past, as we used to say in the army, the 10 meter target. It's right there. It's sitting right there. We never look past that. We don't see long term 
that everything the Biden administration is doing is making us weaker in the world, weaker financially, weaker, weaker defense-wise, weaker as a nation. We are so divided. And they divide us more because that's the only way they win. And on the other side, they don't stand for anything. They're not protecting guns. They're not protecting our kids. You got one decent dude. And and I don't think he'd be the greatest president ever, but DeSantis is better than Trump. But we're going to vote Trump in because it's a big fuck you to libs. Fuck the libs. And he's not going to get elected because they're going to cheat again. They're going to rig this motherfucker like crazy. And if you don't think they are, you're smoking crack. They just don't say he will ruin America and chain people and all the bullshit that we talk about in here from Biden to everybody. They believe that shit because if you say it over and over, it becomes your truth. I mean, you believe that shit. That's how I have a daughter that believed I punched her in the face every day and I wouldn't let her be gay. Even though she never said she was gay and she dated boys and she's married to her third man. Her truth is that I beat her and I didn't let her be gay. Her truth is that her mother never took her shopping for clothes or treated her nice. Treated her like shit. That's what she believes because she said it so many times. It is now reality. The left's the same way. They just believe if you own an AR, you're going to kill babies. If you drive a car that's gas, you don't care about the world. You're you're a climate denier. And if you don't vote for a Democrat, you're a piece of shit. If you don't want your kid brainwashed to think that their genitalia is malleable and could be changed like a fucking Lego, you're a fascist. That's their world because they say it over and over and over and it's all they know. So they're going to steal this shit because we're stupid, normals, and we're going to vote for Trump. And what is Trump going to do? Nothing. Because they're not going to let him do nothing. I mean, this is like a fucking bad movie. They already own every three-letter organization that isn't going to change from NASA, as Trailer Park Boys said, to the FBI. They're going to block him. Every judge is going to block him. They're not going to do... He's not going to do shit. He's not going to change anything. It's not going to change. And we're right back to where we are. Except it's Gavin Newsom, president, 2028. Because they'll take the baton and hand it from Biden to Newsom. And then we are a fucking socialist state. You will be penalized for driving gas cars. You will not be able to have your AC on. This guy's fucking, he's not a fucking part-time wokester like Biden. Biden's just saying whatever they put on the cue cards. He doesn't know what it says. He doesn't even fucking know shit. The motherfucker didn't know shit about trannies. And no, his daddy didn't tell him that's what love looks like. No, no. His dad was a bigot towards gay people. That's why Biden was not for fucking gay marriage, for fuck's sake. If that was the true statement that no media has ever fact-checked, then why was he for gay civil unions then? He would have believed love is love. But no, it doesn't matter because the voters don't care. They don't need that proof. They just know he's not Trump and he'll do whatever the fuck the left tells him to do. It is the perfect 
president for the far left because he'll just do anything to retain power. He wants one more term just to say he was a two-time president. And you think he doesn't do shit now. You wait till 2025. That motherfucker will never leave Delaware because he physically won't be able to. And that's depressing. And that wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Here are the family and friends. Go to SoundCloud, Flyover Politic with a K, 482467 on Rumble. Email me at foppodcast at gmail.com for anything you want to add to the show. Disconnect from devices. Don't give all the yeah, yeahs. We're going to go, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go uh, 3. 3 August. God, I can't believe it's August. 3rd of August. 2023 is our next show. Until then, thank you all for listening, and you take care. Every death is a tragedy, y'all. It's seven lives.